That's why there's no more Jewish developers in housing. All right, we're ready to get started. We're warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we ready to go? Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody, welcome back to another... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep back. that in. Oh, I hope he. I, it should be in. It, it should stay in. <laughs> this whole fucked up opening should definitely stay in. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of another bourbon show. Um, tonight we're gonna be drinking something that uh, Ryan is providing. So uh, Ryan, show off the bottle and uh, let's have Stephen give his fucked up rating. Will it bourbon, baby? You know, one of the best out there. <laughs> well, uh, I, this is one of those where it's important to mention that I, I don't grade the bottle. I grade the label because this is uh, – right. the bottle looks really cool. Um, obviously, this is going to stand out on the shelf. I know the dance talked about before. A lot of people are going to gravitate towards this one, Make maybe make you know an infinity bottle out of it, something like that. You're going to – a lot of people are going to want to keep this around. It just looks like a really cool – I know it's a pot still, but it looks like um, – or just a really cool like vase or something like that, right? Um, it's something that you would see in like your dad's old liquor cabinet or something, right? It's like that kind of, Dan, you call them potions around Augie, right? It's like, it's that kind of thing. It's like alchemy is involved with this thing. Uh, so the bottle shape is really cool. The label itself is kind of underwhelming. Uh, I do like the little seal that's on the top part, Um and I, I know that that like contributes to the overall sort of like pot still aesthetic. It looks cool. Ryan, he means the. Oh, you're talking about. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the little seal on the like yeah. top piece right there. Yeah. On the glass. And yeah. um, I think it looks I think it looks good. This is not a bad looking label or anything, but it is very plain. It's very small. It's hard to put a label on this thing. And I'm going to give it like, I'm going to think I'm going to give it a five because to me it's a. Uh, that's not the special part of this bottle. It just kind of is there. And uh, really, they let the bottle shape and everything, sell the bottle for them, and, and you identify the what it is from the bottle shape. The label's not doing a whole lot. So, And when I got into the business and, you know, going store to store, and this is a, this is a hard-to-get item. Um, I don't know who distributes it up here, but it's none of the big players. Um, it's a smaller distributor. And, you know, it's kind of, it's, I, I'm not comparing it to Blanton's, but it comes out once a month and you'll see it for three or four days and then it's gone. So when I was just starting, I'm like, man, that bottle's awesome. I need to grab one. I bet it's an awesome bourbon, you know? And I really thought it was going to be awesome. You know, I, I'll say <laughs> that down here, I typically, you know, have a tough time finding anything. We talk a lot about that. Um, for whatever reason, the Willet Pot Still Reserve has always been around. Like every shop I go into around here seemingly has at least one in kind of like their more uh, limited quantity slash allocated-ish or areas. There's usually always one around you could buy for close to MSRP or right at it. And at the Maryville BP that's right around my house, I could go grab four bottles right now. Like yeah. not even like any time. And I could I could grab the four there on the shelf. I could go back tomorrow 
at 9 a.m. and grab four more bottles and keep doing that. And they would all be right at MSRP, like exactly at MSRP. Now, um, hey, Ryan, is that one of the bottles that that I acquired for you and your dad? I actually believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I, I know I grabbed one of those for you guys, but I didn't know yeah. uh, if you had already drank that one. And what? Three years ago, right? Of, yeah. At least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it look is three much, years ago at this point. Yeah. Look how much is still in after, <laughs> after sending you guys samples too. Yeah. Yep. Hey. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, it's Willet Pot still bourbon. Um, it's uh, about 50 bucks is about what you should be paying for it. Uh, I have seen people like charging up to 70 for it because <clears throat> because it comes in a fancy bottle that really does help help sell it. Honest to God. Um, I don't know what the age statement is. I know it used to when it first came out, it had like a eight year age stem age statement on it. I'm but it doesn't have was like, eight to ten. Right. Yeah, now. that's what I read, too. Yeah. Still. I don't know if it's on the, I mean, maybe, maybe this one, but when, when I looked online, like, you know, just kind of doing some research about, will it, it did say yeah. eight to 10 years. Okay. Uh, there is no mash bill that's not disclosed as far as I know. Um, but yeah. So what do you say? We now I, I, I should put this out there right away that it is one of the most divisive bourbons on the planet there is not a bourbon on the planet that i know of that draws more negative feedback than will pot still but there is a group of people who absolutely fucking love it that it that you ask them and they will say it is their favorite bourbon on the shelf so let's make up our own steven you've never had it right that's correct yeah but you have heard the mixed reviews or only the negative reviews? Mixed reviews. No, I've heard people say, I mean, uh, uh, I saw, I've seen like looking around on Drizzly and stuff like that. There's people that this is, it gets a high rating, even though it there's does. plenty of other people um, who, who, you know, are really down on it. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's go ahead and dive on in. Cheers. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. Right away, I don't like the nose. Um, it just smells like something. Um, I think the nose is better than when you drink it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, Stephen, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> if you don't yeah, like the nose, but, turn back now. But yeah, yeah, you get some hints of like some cherry and citrus, and maybe a little bit of honey. Yeah, and then you're gonna drink it, and yeah. You know the uh, the Hellraiser series and in, in movies. Uh, it's a lot of like even the hardcore fans of it will tell you there's a million of them, and they're like, watch them until you don't like one, and then stop because they don't get any better. It is an <laughs> entirely linear experience. So maybe I should just turn back now. No, don't don't get it in your head. Let your let the bourbon tell you what yeah. you think of it. Be the bourbon, dude. I don't, I don't hate it. My first reaction is I don't hate it. It's just, uh, I would not pay $50 for this, which is unfortunate for its MSRP. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my first but reaction. Would, but would you pay 70 for it? 
<laughs> now, if I'm just a guy who's never had it before and I live somewhere I can't get alcohol, maybe if I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, it's it's a cool looking bottle. I'll give you that. I might do it once, but I don't know about after that. There's just no finish on it whatsoever. The it's just feels, gone. Yeah. Thin mouth. Like there's just, there's no Kentucky hug. There's, you drink it, it go, you drink it. It almost has like a, uh, there's just like a, it's like, it was like left out in the sun too long. It's losing its flavor. It already it's tastes mu- really To me, like, it's musty. To it's me, like, it tastes yeah, musty. musty. Yeah. I feel like like it, dish like dishwater or something. Like, yes, <laughs> it, it tastes uh, musty or mildewy, um, but yeah, it's got some caramel to it. It's got some vanilla to it. It's got some honey, honey to it. Yeah. Um, but no finish. Um, like a little bit of rye on the finish, I suppose. If I'm really like trying to like really figure it out. But like, what's the proof on it? I forget what the For, proof is. It's uh, 47%, so it's 94. 94, okay. Yeah. Um, to me, it tastes like it's a higher proof. Like, it's it's harsher than, to me, a 94 proof should be. Um, it's just... I think you guys have heard me say it before. That my biggest issue with Willet is that it doesn't live up to how cool the fucking bottle is. If they put it in a really boring bottle and charged $20 less, I think people would be like, hey, this is pretty damn good. But when you see how cool that fucking bottle is, you expect it to be really, really good. And it just does not match the bottle in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. Yeah, when you have a, like a draw-dropping you know, type bottle... Blant- I mean, Blanton's is a cool looking bottle. You see it, it sticks out. You drink it, yeah. the juice is good. This is very similar to that. You see, like, man, that really sticks out. Mm-hmm. It's not that industrial look that I'm always ripping on. It's its own bottle. You know, a ton of, you know, a lot of whiskeys have kind of ripped off this shape of the bottle too over the years. And then you get it and you drink it. And it just, in my opinion, doesn't live up to the hype. Yeah, just falls flat. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like when you see like uh like you haven't you don't know any of the history or anything and you just watch like the Cosby show for the first time, you're just like, wow, this guy's pretty funny. This guy's pretty cool. <laughs> Sounds like a nice dude. What a great dad. And then it just yeah, then then there's kind of a He's an amazing role model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think that um I'm I'm trying to think what this reminds me of the taste, because we've we drank something during Rye Month that tasted a little similar to me. I can't remember what it was now. It was it was something during like a, a three no, it was something during a three blind rise or four blind rise that we did. Okay, so three blind rise was the high proof. So that was Russell's Reserve Rye, Pikesville, and then I threw in that Montana um, rye. I think that's what it was. Okay. I think it was that one. I think it was the Montana, like, random one. Rough Rider, I think, is what it was. Something like know. that. Whatever that one was, mm-hmm. that one reminds me of the taste of this. Okay. Quite a bit. I don't know exactly yeah. what that is or what's going on there. Um, man, it'd be interesting if we found out that they sourced from Willet. But I think I know Willet, it's not a rival. No, they're sourced. Willet sources everything, right? Oh. Um, I don't think they source everything. They could. 
I might be wrong. For some reason, I thought that they sourced their bourbon, their Noah's Mill, and Rowan's Creek. But I thought their rye was house made. Maybe not. Oh, is Noah's is Noah's Mill? That's them. Yeah. All right. No clue. Um, I want. You know, I've never had their rye, and people talk how good their rye is. Their rye is very good. That and <clears throat> I hear it's real good, but. I'm so turned off by this that I, I would try the rye, but I'm in no hurry to try it. You know what I mean? Next time you're at a, at a restaurant, have a glass of Willet. They'll have it on hand. Yeah. It's a, this is just not good, you know, and it makes me not want to drink their other stuff. Yeah. I, I was once in a wine and cheese place and a guy I was looking who was also looking at bourbon at the same time, he pointed to the Noah's mill and the Willet pot still. And he goes, those are the worst bourbons I've had in my life. <laughs> That's all he said to me. And then I was just like, yeah. And then like kept <laughs> moved on. <laughs> so just a random a guy. Yeah. He just went, he just was like, look, man, I just want you to know. You're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like Noah's mill or Rowan's Creek. I don't like either, either of those two either. Um, but I do like Willet Rye just fine. Um, their Purple Top Willet Rye is like that's one of the top things on my list that I don't have and have never had. Um, but their Purple Top Rye, I really, really want. Um, yeah, there you go. That's that's what it is. Oh, let's hope the rye is better than this. Jesus Christ. Like you expect just, it couldn't be? It's just not it's just not a good bourbon. It's it's in any aspect. It's not you you taste it, it tastes like dishwater. Everyone tries to get it, at least up here. It's I I mean, I think people are kind of figuring out that the juice isn't that great and it's easier to get now, but years leading up to you know, 2020, this shit was hard to find. Mm-hmm. Coming out once a month. Oh, gotta gotta grab me some Willet. What's the point? How stupid was I? <laughs> well, I can answer that, Dan. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Stephen, you filled it this time. I'll fill it next time. Okay. <laughs> Let's see, Ryan. You've got your wisdom. You got what? One was wisdom tooth pulled. Yeah, just one. Um, I still, I I got one other one pulled like five years ago. I should have just done them all, but at the time I didn't have any vacation time at work. So I didn't want to be out for extended period of time. Yeah. But yeah. So we had like a wedding reception that Dan was kind enough to, uh, he, uh, it's been a busy couple. It's been a it's, busy couple of weeks since our last recording, right? Like, yeah. like, first of all, we all, we typically record on Mondays and this is Friday. So it's been almost a, a full two weeks since we've recorded in that time. You've had your one-year wedding anniversary that was a ceremony. Yeah, like, and Dan officiated it here, and it was awesome. It was hilarious. And uh, we had a great time, drank a lot. And we then, were able to crack and, open a bottle of uh, Smoke Wagon and Cut Unfiltered together. Went yeah. through about half of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we did that, and then uh, I woke up the next day pretty hungover and was sitting there. I'm like, God, my tooth kind of hurts in the back i'm like it's probably a wisdom tooth but you know the pain will go away it usually always does with shit like that until it doesn't and that was this time 
So I, we get lunch, we go to Schooners, get lunch, we get on the road. About halfway up to Chicago, I'm like, I am in a lot of pain. Like, this is starting to really hurt. So I get home, nothing's getting better. I wake up the next morning in excruciating amount of pain. I call off work and then I'm just calling oral surgeon after oral surgeon, dentist after dentist. They're like, sorry, we can get you in on Thursday or Friday. Like, but we're going to have to do a consultation first. I'm like, this is past that. I'm not doing a consultation. If I come in there, you're taking my goddamn tooth out. And they're like, well, you know, we just, we, we got to do the consultation. That's how it works. Like, they're like, we do not negotiate up. with terrorists, sir. <laughs> yeah. So I call this, I call this one place, um, a town, a, like a town or two over from here. Uh, shout out Dr. Desai because he's a lifesaver, but they're like, we can get you in on Thursday. And at the time it was the earliest anyone could get me in. And they're like, well, if someone cancels on Tuesday, we'll get you in. But you know, there's no guarantees. They call me like the end of business Monday. They're like, we got an appointment at 1 30. Do you want it? I'm like, yes, please. Yes, I'm in so much pain. You know, so I go there thinking it's going to be like an hour's, like, yeah, I thought it was going to take forever. He gives me a bunch of nitrous, which honestly, because I drink a lot, didn't have any effect on me. And then gave me like three shots of Novocaine, pulled the tooth out in like 10 minutes. I was in the office for like 40 minutes. So <laughs> three days of pain. And yeah. I was in there in like 10 an minutes. Hour. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like, this is insane. But gave me some pain pills, some antibiotics. I'm boozing on the antibiotics because that's a fucking folk tale. Don't let people tell you you can't drink while on antibiotics. And now everything's healing up and I'm good. <laughs> like, goddamn, I was in pain. There's, I feel so helpless with tooth pain. There's nothing yeah. you can do, you know. No, until, tooth pain like, sucks. You know, and then after, like, I can't. They said I can't eat popcorn for six weeks. Can't drink out of a straw. I got to do the salt, the salt water rinse. Mm-hmm. Just a pain in the ass, but I'm I'm so thankful it it started happening on Sunday, not Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have added an extra day. Yeah, yeah. and the wedding would have been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, we yeah. really lucked out with the wedding because it was like perfect weather. Your tooth wasn't fucked. It was like <laughs> everything. The stars aligned. No, but it's funny. At the end of the night, we uh we went out boozing. We were at Pub Two shitty college bar in in like illinois state campus and tyler was out and he's like yeah i noticed yesterday you kept rubbing like the side of your jaw like right here like this but i was drunk i don't remember it but it probably did start saturday after the wedding but i was already drunk at that point not noticing it yeah he uh you know he started the sopranos like 10 days ago and he's already done oh by the way that's how he found out about your wedding and when to be there because he was watching The Sopranos, brought something up to you in a text, and you and he goes, then Ryan hammered. goes, Ryan goes, oh, by the way, tomorrow you might want to show up at this time to see me get married. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then he, uh, like Dylan, our buddy Dylan came, like you know, he came right at three. He's like, why didn't you tell Dylan? I'm like, dude, I was hammered. I only wanted like a, a, a not a lot of people here, and a bunch of show, people showed up at two. So evidently, my my parents spilled the beans to a bunch of people, you know. Well, there were a shitload of people there at one whenever I showed up. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell was going on. You know, like I, I showed up wanted, at one, I, and there was already like thirty people there. I envisioned like fifteen, twenty people at the thing, you know, mm-hmm. maybe twenty. There was probably fifty, sixty people standing. Yeah, looking. So I should have just invited everyone to it. I just kind of, I mean, it was so shotgun. We didn't, you know, prepare before or anything like that, and. 
the DJ shit got all fucked up. Oh, that was <laughs> perfect. But that I was, was perfect. My, I was laughing my ass off, and I was like, "His name's Donnie." I was like, "Donnie, you're fucking this up, dude." You know, <laughs> pretend to get all mad, and I, I don't. I don't care. You shit. you and I made eye contact at one point, Ryan. Whatever that, and and we were just laughing. We just did that thing where we just like we both noticed like this is this yeah. is so fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the Spotify. It was working. It was working. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. One of the things that I laughed really hard about was bef- like in the preparation. Right, I was talking to you and like, okay, so what? You know, where's where are we going to stand? What's going to happen? And you kind of pointed it out. And then I check with Mahin because let's be honest, I don't trust you. And she's like, oh, the only thing we really talked about was that you're going to stand at the very top. And then Ryan and I are going to stand on one step down. And then Katie and Matt are going to step be like a couple steps further down. And Mahin goes, this is that's the only thing that we actually talked about and practiced was where we would stand. That I would be at Dan would be at the very top. And then you guys would be one step down, so on and so forth. I said, okay, cool. So I go up and I take my spot. You come up and where do you go? Right up to the fucking top. And I just laughed. Not because I gave a shit, because I didn't. But my thought was the only thing he and Matt or he and Mahin actually talked about, he just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, uh, this step's too small. I'm just gonna stand up here. <laughs> but again, I don't care. I didn't yeah. I couldn't have cared less. It was just <laughs> funny for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> do you like this Jim Beam better than Jim Beam White? Well, what do you say we go ahead and rate him? Let's get to the ratings. Let's do it. Uh, and I'll just go first because you asked me first. Um, I do, but barely, just barely. It's a five two. If and and that's because I'm not taking price into consideration. If I took the fact that this is a fifty dollar bottle compared to a fifteen dollar bottle of Jim Beam White, I will grab happily three bottles of Jim Beam White, save myself the five bucks and leave this one sitting on the shelf. So which would I, which if I go into the store, which am I more likely to buy? Jim, Jim Beam White all day long. But if you're sending me free whiskey to drink, you can send me this. I'll like it marginally better than the Jim Beam White. That's where I come up with five, two. That's fair. It, to me, I, I can barely get past the smell on this. I really don't find it pleasant. It smells like basement to me. You know, it's <laughs> mildew. It, yeah, it just smells like you know. It, it so much of you know taste is smell, and to me, this is very pungent. Um, so whenever, anytime I'm taking a drink of it. I really don't think that the the taste is like all that bad. It's just kind of underwhelming is kind of like what you guys were saying. And I agree with that. I don't think that it deserves to be like the worst bourbon tonight, but it's just, I don't like the smell. I smell it consistently throughout the, throughout drinking it. And then when I taste it, I don't like the taste that much. And then there's no finish whatsoever. It's just gone. So I'm going to give it a 5.1. Um, I was planning on giving a 5.1 before with the logic that honestly, it's one of those things that like any given 
moment or any given day, if you would tell me if I would rather have that or rather have Jim Beam White, I could say either one, which is not good for the Willet because like you said, Dan, it is far and away more expensive. So uh, yeah, 5.1, but I would still, I I would probably never buy this and I would buy Jim Beam White level 10 times over instead. All right, I'm just going to start off. I'm totally repulsed by this bourbon. I do not think it's good. I think it is, the price is way too high. The quality, the juice in the bottle is way too low. Um, there's just too many factors going against it. I've had dishwater that tastes better. I'm going a full point lower than Dan at 4.2. This is the most disappointing bourbon in America that sells the way it does. There's nothing good about it besides how cool the bottle looks. That's the only redeeming quality. That's the only reason why it sells. You can talk the world up on their rye. That's fine. It, the rye is hard to get, you know, this, this is a bad bourbon. This is a bad bourbon. And for those guys who like it, you know, come up to Tinley park and we can talk because you're <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. You probably like dungeons and dragons. It's terrible. It is. I, I just don't like it. I remember the first time I had this, I was, I had so much hope, so much hope. The coolest bottle I've ever seen. People use it for an infinity bottle. It's got to be great. You know, the infinity bottle, pouring all that different bourbon in, which is never usually good, is probably better than that juice. 4.2. Fair enough. You know, I think you could, oh, go ahead. Please. I was just going to say, I think like you gave it a similar rating to what we were giving Jameson. And I think to me, this is like, it kind of tastes and smells like an Irish whiskey or a scotch or something like that. I'd take Jameson over this. I think I gave Jameson a 4.5. I think I gave Jameson a 5.0. I said that it was exactly on par with Jim Beam, just in a different way. I think there are YouTube videos out there on how to turn a Willet pot still bourbon bottle into a bong, by the way. So you should take a look at that. You should take a look at that. Uh, Ryan's more of an opioids guy, Dan, but uh, oh, it's I all forgot. the same. Can you uh, get some fentanyl into this bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I'm on those fuckers at Walgreens shorted me like eight pills on my uh, amoxicillin. Mm-hmm. So I went in there. I'm like, you guys, I'm supposed to have 21 pills. I have 13. I mean, I only have like two left in here, three left in here, but I'm eight short. I have three more mm-hmm. days to go. They're like, oh, we're sorry. And then they just filled it for me real quick. But well, yeah, we'll good. check our, they're I, on the phone. They're like, yeah, we'll check our count and make sure it, it wasn't us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I fucking drop a bunch of pills and not notice. You know they so have. Yeah, I'm I'm black marketing amoxicillin. Yeah. yeah. So I I went in there. I'm like I called about this. Like, oh, they filled it real quick. They even bring up the count. I'm like yeah, fuckers. They have access to your medical records. They know you got vaccinated at CVS and they're pissed, dude. Yeah, that's probably what it is. 